Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 45. When we left the Whoop Whoop Troop at the end of episode 44, the party had truly become heroes. You guys won the battle for Merchant Harbor. You defended the town from the pirate zombie dragon turtle attack. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. It was fun. Whoop whoop. (laughs) With Sheriff Dandy Griffin mangled and recovering, you guys took it upon yourselves to interrogate the prisoners, the Knoll Bros, Garth and Runt. Uh, Dion, I want to ask you, what does Bunny feel about taking Garth and Runt prisoner instead of killing them? Being murdered changes a guy. And I'm not going <laughs> to lie, coming back, I was a wee bit bloodthirsty, just like a smidge. And I was, I was, I was trying to, like, torture Grunt a little bit, uh, or Garth, I mean. But now it makes sense that it didn't happen because we can get schmoopy. In a way, she's kind of the reason I got murdered in my head, so that's how I'm feeling. Conversely, Aaron, what are Wendell's feelings about killing Calicroak Jack versus taking him alive? Wendell is, you know, he doesn't really, he's not really super worried about that. He's more interested in, you know, his, his experimentations and improving his skills. And, you know, this is just a, uh, uh, a useful chance to make that happen without anyone being, you know, like all angry that he killed somebody. Most people would be upset that if you animate, you know, a corpse of somebody they knew. Yeah. But everybody who knew this pirate hated him, so yeah. perfect. Yeah, real bad first impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wendell had that problem when he was, you know, when he was a, but a youth and uh, everybody drove him out of the village, so he's kind of learned his lesson there. Uh, so Okay, so follow-up question. Where have you put Calicroak Jack? Because like, like uh, Emery said, people would probably be really put off by you walking around with a zombie, and I can't imagine you went into town uh, hanging around with a zombie right next to you and nobody said anything. So, what did you hide him out somewhere? Yeah, Wendell just dug a hole in the <laughs> beach and stuffed him in there. <laughs> okay, alright, so you'll get him if you need him. Yeah, <laughs> Good zombie storage solution there. <laughs> Until the crabs find him, um, <laughs> as they will. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious how Silbeth feels about taking prisoners and also the killing. Is she grappling with that at all? Um, yeah, I'm, like, you know, she she understands that there's death and there's life, but uh, she doesn't necessarily support, like, wanton killing. So she she's a little conflicted about that. Well, the um, one thing I'll say about that, though, is that you guys don't actually know that I had the opportunity to not kill this guy. Right. All you know is that uh, I went off to fight him and came back with him as a zombie. I don't think Wendell said anything like, well, I could have let him live. You know, I don't think he's... Yeah. I don't think he's revealing that fact. Yeah, that's a very good point. I kind of know how Clubhead feels about, you know, like living things, creatures, dogs, for example. (laughs) Yeah, so his, his sort of like idea of life and death and like when it's okay to murder people or creatures is very very simple it's if they are opposing him then they can be killed okay if they are not then they should be protected and so yeah it's really kind of black and white for him for better or for worse yeah you know okay as a former construct that died and then came back as a fungus colony how does Bunny's story uh, about his reappearance 
track with Clubhead's beliefs and thoughts? Well, it actually is very, very similar. I was thinking about it. It's like, wow, we kind of have very similar stories. We were both one way and then we died. And then we were given another chance at life in exchange for changing. We are now different people. You know, we are a little bit how we were before, but we're different now. Yeah. Uh, and we have different goals, it seems like. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very cool. Very similar. Awesome. You guys uh, took the Knoll Bros to jail and you interrogated them. Brad, what did you guys learn? We learned that Madam Schmoopy actually acquired the rod somehow from Calicroak Jack. And it used to be his. We also learned that they buried uh, my in-laws' treasure on the beach. Yeah, and that would have been something that you would have been able to go and get in between all of the other stuff after your interrogation. So you can consider that thread uh, resolved. You've been able to you know, return that money to Roger and Buttercup. So they, it was actually there, huh? Yeah. Good. Maybe Wendell buried the zombie in the hole that the treasure was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Probably made the zombie dig it up, you know? <laughs> Even though you like digging, I suppose it's easier to just have the zombie do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restate what Silbeth thinks about about killing versus, you know, locking people up. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't really have a problem with uh, killing, you know, things that are evil or causing a lot of disruption, but... Um, I think her real problem is, is she's what she's grappling with is this whole idea of bringing things back as zombies. It, that's still a, a little bit disturbing to her. Yeah, okay, I might have to examine that a little bit more because I don't see that going away anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> she sees it as a type of magic, and that part of it she can understand. Yeah. It's just kind of the why. Why would you do that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. In her mind, it's a little, it's a kind of a type of slavery in her mind. Yeah, interesting interesting way to look at it. Like, uh, you know, life has a cycle, and if you disrupt that cycle, you, you might be screwing something up. Yeah. Uh, you guys ran into Madam Schmoopy, and uh, she asked you about the magical rod. Aaron, how did you guys handle that? We made sure not to tell her that we have it. We told her it was lost you know, somewhere in the, in the deep, yeah. in the watery deep. And um, we also tried to keep her away from the prisoners so she couldn't yeah. try, you know, figure out what was going on. We kind of scared her away, I think. <laughs> I think it was, uh, a, to quote Clubhead, uh, you better make friends with a mermaid because <laughs> it's the only way you're going to find the rod. <laughs> and then Bunny yelled, and give me back my toe, and then she left. She, like, skulked away. So you haven't really, like, revealed her deceptions whole cloth to everybody, but you have definitely given her the message like we're done playing with you uh and so that's kind of where you landed there you still don't know what the rod is or what it does but wendell has it right and we were considering maybe trying to find the spell identify somewhere around town so that yes. wendell could figure out what it is exactly Real quick, to go back to the, the prisoners in the jail, uh, what had been worked out was that you talked to the sheriff before he went and laid down in his roost. Uh, he got one of his old buddies, his, like his best friend is Mormir from Mormir's Hammer, the dwarven blacksmith, and he's just kind of the interim sheriff now. Uh, he's handling, you know, keeping track of the prisoners and making sure they, they're in there and they're safe. You didn't get the impression that they even wanted to break out at this point. You did have three spell scrolls, which you did not open up and, and look at or try to identify 
but I think you would have done that because you guys went to uh, Batima's Hillside Inn after you got the prisoners all locked up and you enjoyed a, a lovely feast. You exchanged gifts between one another, so you would have had time to open up the scrolls and look at them. So the first one, these are scrolls that were created by Garth Greengrass, the bard. (laughs) He told you that he writes these spell scrolls as songs, but they have spells infused in the songs. The first one, it's a hard knock life. It's a (laughs) knock spell. Nice. Level two. Uh, and it can be read by both a wizard and a sorcerer. Can be used by Wendell or Silbeth. The second spell scroll, it's called Symphony of Combustion. It is a heat metal spell, level two spell. Can be used by a druid, a bard, or an artificer. So really Clubhead is the only one who can handle that one. And the uh, third spell, it's a level one spell. It's called A Whole Lot of Shaking Going On. <laughs> it is an Earth Tremor spell mm. and can be cast by all of the spellcasters. Oh, I'm sorry, Bunny, you're not a spellcaster. Ah, tragically not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all at the Hillside Inn. You've exchanged gifts. Uh, Dion, what did Silbeth get for Bunny? Do you remember? Oh, didn't I get an egg? I got a lot of eggs last <laughs> during the holiday episode, I believe. Yeah. I got one for my grandfather, and yeah. then Silbeth gave me one wrapped in her skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. You got a complete set now. One is a stink yeah. egg, one is a smoke egg, and the other one is a dust egg. So they all kind of do Similar but different things. Uh, what did Clubhead get for Silbeth? I don't remember at all. I got some Caltrops. <laughs> right. I saw them in the window and thought they were shiny and you'd like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did Bunny get for Wendell? A bright orange spandex wrestling outfit, which contained a treasure map that leads to 433 gold. And fortunately, you were able to find that gold because the treasure map was just down on the beach and that's where you were headed anyway. So yeah, the gold is in your possession now. Sweet. Wendell, in holding with wombat folk tradition, ate something, then pooped it out within a cube like a gift box for Clubhead. What was it? (laughs) I didn't write it down. (laughs) Wow, that's appreciation. (laughs) I uh, I remember <laughs> just loving it so much. Um, but I, what he was it? He ate these and then pooped them out. A crude set of brass knuckles. Ah, that's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Which add a plus two damage to unarmed strikes. That's Unfortunately, right. if you roll a natural one with them, when you strike with them, they will break. Oh. But while they last, you know. Okay. Sadly, one of our gifts might be cursed. Yeah, you don't know yet. Yeah, there's a 1 in 20 chance always that gifts will be cursed, but uh, you'll find out when you find out. Uh, Thank you to the Dukes, Turtle and Crow, and the Wizard Weary, and Lord Deputy Fail for supplying those wonderful items. After a lovely night of sipping drinks around a cozy fire and reminiscing about the lives you left behind, you guys all settle in for a well-deserved long rest. But then, just as the sun comes up on Crow Island, you all feel a familiar rumble wake you up. It is an earthquake! Quakey, wakey, eggs and quakey. <laughs> Thankfully, you guys are, are all staying at the Hillside Inn. This is a wombat home. This is built right into the earth and the soil in a way that seems to be pretty sturdy. It's not like you're, you know, in a three-story wooden shack. Uh, so no damage is done, but it does wake you up. 
And uh, you go down to the, the entrance, uh, the lobby area where, you know, Batman usually serves breakfast. And you guys are the only guests at the Hillside Inn. It's you guys. It's Roger and Buttercup. It's Muty. It's the Dread Pirate Jed who is detoxing right now. Does this one feel uh, any bigger than usual or no? Uh, as big or slightly bigger than usual. We better be prepared for some sort of invasion of monsters pretty soon. Do we know how long it's been since those they stopped the last one? Because wasn't it supposed to be like every two weeks or a month? That's a good question. It's been less than two weeks. That's what I'm saying. This is weird. Um, Should we go see the mayor? He's, a, he's our earthquake guy, right, guys? <laughs> our earthquake expert. Yeah. As long as he doesn't want to send us down into into the mines, because I'm I'm not doing that. I mean, Smoopy still has like your toe, but she's not really trustworthy anymore. No, exactly. Although I, hopefully I can go through uh, some sort of enjoyable life changing process like you did. <laughs> <laughs> How many grandparents do you want to see, man? It's great. The apples in the afterlife. Top tier. What else did you get to do in the afterlife? I had the best lemon cake of my, not <laughs> life, but afterlife. It was so good, man. Oh, my brother. I'm telling you. Dying, it's uh, it's better than what you hear. All right, well, nobody else go die and get resurrected again, okay? I'm starting to feel like I'm not quite so special anymore. <laughs> Before we go talk to the mayor, let me just identify what this, or actually, could we just say that I identified what the, uh... The rod did like over over Christmas. You want to say like before we get going? I just cast identify as a ritual, and I'll, I can you can identify the the thing you want. Yeah, I just want to identify that rod. That sounds like a '90s insult, by the way. Identify this rod. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Chemical Brothers sample. <laughs> So you're down in the main room of the uh, hillside inn. Batima brings you guys some muffins. How do you feel that horrible earthquake? It hasn't been very long since the last one. This is this is happening too quickly now. They'll have to send more heroes down or something. Yeah, it's very worrisome. Uh, I made you a special muffin, Wendell. She hands you a little packet. Delightful. Thank you, Batima. Now, as you're looking over your possessions and your things, you study your spell book a little bit in the morning, you realize you have Identify in there. You guys, I know how to figure out what this rod does. What? I totally forgot. I've, I think I've known for a long time, but I just never realized that it would come in handy. <laughs> Is that one of your famous Eureka moments? Yes. Eureka, I've had this spell all along. No. <laughs> You, someday you gotta sit down and actually read your spell book, Wendell. I think we talked a long time ago about how it would be worthwhile. <laughs> oh, I read it all the time, but just not the right parts, I guess. <laughs> that was a strong vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and because you're a wizard, you don't have to prepare it either. It can just sit in your spell book and you can cast it as a ritual out of your spell book. I see that right on my character sheet. Never, yeah. never noticed that before. It's really Whoops. nice. <laughs> ah, yes. Thank you, Emery. You're welcome. Ooh, here's a question I was wondering as a as when I got murdered, I'm assuming they stole all my money because my gold's gone. Did I ever get my money back? Because I can't afford that gym now. <laughs> Sorry to sidebar. Yeah, you would have <laughs> found that. That would have been buried with the uh with the money that they okay. stole from the Oak crust. Sounds good. Yeah, they wouldn't have taken that money into battle with them. Yeah, so. who would take 200 gold into battle? What idiot would do that? That'd be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Wendell, you sit down, and it starts to occur to you. This rod 
has a variety of magical powers. You have to attune to it uh, in order for it to function for you. But first of all, you know that you could use this rod to hit someone and it would be a plus two mace against most creatures. But against undead creatures, it's a plus three mace to both attack and damage. Wow. It contains up to six charges and recharges 1d4 of them each day at dawn. The charges can be spent in the following ways. You can use one charge to attack a foe with a black beam of necrotic energy. It's got a you know moderate range, 30 feet, causes 4d8 necrotic damage and half that on a constitution saving throw success. You can also transfer that damage as healing to the person who's attuned to it. So you can heal 48. Mm. If you do 48 necrotic damage to something, you can transfer that as healing to yourself as the attuned. You can use two charges to cast Animate Dead as a fifth level spell, which can animate and exert control over up to five small or medium-sized dead bodies or skeletons. And finally, you can use all six charges to cast True Resurrection. Good lord. Those are the things that you can tell, like, immediately. But you know there's something else to this rod. There's uh, uh, other abilities that it has, but you don't know how to tap into them because as you're sort of digging around in the uh, magic that's inside of this rod, you're realizing this rod is locked. Mm. There's a lock on this rod. You can access the stuff that you already know about, but there's other things that you might be able to access if you could unlock it if you had the key. You don't know what the key is. You don't know how to unlock it, but you know that there's more to it. If you were to take it to maybe the person who created it, they might be able to help. One more final thing. If all the charges are expended, there's a 50% chance that the crystal in the head of the rod explodes, dealing damage to the wielder and destroying the rod. So resurrections are dangerous. Yeah. I wonder if that's what Madame Shmoofy was using to bring people back. But I I don't think it is. Using my, my meta knowledge, you know, true resurrection, I don't believe, requires a toe. Well, but it could be all part of the facade. Yeah. That's true. She could be collecting toes for other reasons. As a hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, feet fetish go different ways, man. <laughs> so, well, first of all, are you going to attune to it? That's going to take a little time. Emery, can you refresh my brain on what attunement is like in 5e? Yeah, you just got to spend a short rest uh, attuning to it. So an hour. You want to spend an hour doing that? Yeah. Okay. Didn't Silva find a key somewhere? Yeah, it was around the neck of the uh, zombie Glorion Glory Seeker. It doesn't fit this lock, does it? Uh, there, there isn't a physical lock on the rod. Oh, it's an arcane lock? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Okay, so Clubhead is actually going to go shopping. Uh, he needs to sell or, or trade his uh, 1,000 gold diamond. And he's looking to get three 300 gold diamonds and one 100 gold diamond in exchange. Okay. Wendell gives Clubhead a list of of ingredients that he needs as well okay. for spells. For example, a gilded skull worth 300 gold. <laughs> Damn. Okay. It's for someone undead. Uh, just a gilded skull. You're asking Bunny to go run your errands for you? No, no. Uh, Clubhead's going to the spell store. Ah. <laughs> 
Wait, a gilded skull? Where am I gonna buy that? I don't know. Uh, wherever you trade in your diamond, probably. I was going to the jewelry store. <laughs> I, yeah, see uh, if they have a gilded, gilded uh, skull. That's like a jewelry, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do we happen to have any skulls around? Maybe I can uh, have them gild it. Oh, I can show you where I buried Zombunny. You guys want to <laughs> use my skull? Gild it up? Uh... Well, there's a lot of flesh on his skull still, right? Uh, you know what? No, that's a great idea. I want to do that. Yes. I'm going to go dig up Zombody's body, chop off his head, and turn his skull into a component for Wendell. I mean, if you got a closer skull, feel free. I'm just off. It's, it's not me anymore, you know? You got to let your old self die and all that. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> What is Bunny doing? Oh, I, I'm very well aware that I need to, like, start spreading the word of Paracon and, like, make the thing. But So can I go see Zark Carpetop to see if, like, if we're cool with the whole, like, burning down the kitchen? Because I want to, like, make the church, so to speak, there in the wrestling ring. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that in uh, just a moment. Uh, finally, Silbeth. Brad, what is she going to be working on for the next hour? I'm trying to remember what you said the steps were going to be if I wanted to make a hat of wizardry. Yes, uh, you were told that finding the components and the pieces for creating a magical item, it's its a, kind of a nebulous thing. Okay. But if you want to find something that would help you do that, Maddox's tower is probably the place where you're gonna find that. Sounds good. So in that case, I, I, I wanna go see Chubbs. All right, yeah. Chubbs is down at the uh, the, the horse impound, the uh, stables. Yeah. They're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the impound lot. <laughs> You're on your way down to the stables. And uh, Bunny, you are on your way to see Zark Coppertop. Clubhead, you're heading uh, to the shoreline because that's where you're going to find Zombunny's body under the sand on the beach. And that's also where a Wendell buried Calico Jack. So what are you going to wait until you need him to dig him up? Yeah, yeah, we'll wait till we're heading out of town or something. Want to double check Animate Dead here to see how long he is under your control. By the time we get back to him, he probably won't be, but it, it doesn't matter because I can just recast it. Good point. Yeah. Silbeth, you are heading down to uh, see Chubbs and you know, maybe feed him some carrots. The mayor, Scout Schellenberg, comes running up to you. You there, you, uh, uh, S -S -S Samwise, is it? Um, <laughs> Silbeth, Silbeth. Ah, yes, that's it, Silbeth. I know what you did. What, what did I do? You took that book out of my private quarters. Yes, I did. Ah, yes, you admit it. <laughs> I'm willing to overlook that. There's a lot of interesting information in there that maybe we should discuss. Like? Well, the history of the Flark Mining Company is not exactly squeaky clean, I would say. No, that's true. That's true. And there was a lot that seems to be just left down in the mines that might be part of all this trouble. Well, it could be, or it could be that they split so quickly that they just left everything there. Yeah, so... Or are you talking about the magic that is down in the mines? Well, I'm talking about uh, this, this farce of sending heroes down there when there's really not any evidence that what you're doing is doing anything. And it's basically just sacrifices. Well, Madam Shmoopy resurrects people that... Uh, you know, want that and can afford that. So it's not really, 
nobody, I don't want to say nobody's getting hurt, but there are acceptable losses to keep our town operating. How much do you actually know about Madame Schmoopy? I don't know very much other than she's one of the original heroes of Crow Island. She and the others who went down in the mines for the first time, most of them died there, but uh, they were resurrected thanks to Madame Schmoopy. Hmm. Listen, there's probably some things you should know about her that we have discovered. Really? Uh, Yes. I I don't think she's on the up and up with this whole resurrection business. Really? She's been doing it for decades. Do you know know who the goddess of lies is? Yes, Lara. Are you aware that Madame Schmoopy is a worshiper of her? What? (laughs) This is horrible. How do you know this? We've done a lot of digging for facts. We've done a lot of interrogations. Well, we've put two and two together. Uh, Plus, my friend Bunny actually went to the afterlife and talked to a god himself who told him uh, this information and said we needed to bring it out in the open. Uh, Which which god was it? Do you remember? (laughs) Uh, I don't remember. It's like Mel, Mel de Flippus or something. I don't know. Mel de Flippus is the god of weaving. But it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. I, it starts with an M, I think, but I, that's all I can remember. You'd have to talk to a bunny. You know, other people have brought suspicions to me, to my attention about Madame Schmoopy, and I've always discounted them. But you are one of the heroes of Merchant Harbor. So, I have to look into this more. Where is Bunny DePayne now? Mm. <laughs> he, he told me he was going to go talk to Zark Coppertop. Oh, that horrid little goblin. Yes, <laughs> I, I'll go find Bunny. Uh, thank you for bringing this to my attention. And listen, there's an item that I think she requires to do her resurrecting. Oh? Uh, which she has been asking us to retrieve for her. Oh. So, I, there's a lot of deception going on. That's all I'm saying. If there's one thing I abhor, it's... Lies. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Aside from my own, of course, which are, uh, for, uh, I have a reason uh, to to keep the town operating effectively. Her lies just seem to be selfish. Do you know how much she charges for resurrections? Well, that's just it. I, d- I don't even think she needs to spend money. I think it's all a scam. Oh, my goodness. A scam artist. I think she's responsible for all these zombies that have been wandering around. But I don't know that for sure. Oh, dear. Well, I must go talk to Bunny at once and find out more about this this uh, Lara and uh, the god that he spoke to. Uh, have a wonderful day, Score Bunny. <laughs> Silbeth. <laughs> yes. Have a wonderful day, Silbeth. Whatever. Get, get lost. <laughs> you continue on to the uh, stables, and uh, Chubbs is just so darn happy to see you. Chubbs, that's my good boy. See if you can track down the rest of our mounts. Yeah, they're all there, actually. Yeah, Uh, Silbeth notices that all of your mounts are there. Brixton, that's uh, uh, Bunny DePayne's mount from from way back in the day. Uh, You got... uh, um, Mm. uh, What was the goat's name? I think the other horse was Geronimo. Geronimo was my horse, yeah. What's the goat's name? I actually asked this in Discord as I was working on this last night. And, <laughs> yeah. Kate Slosser says Chubbs, Geronimo, and Buffy. Buffy. That's what it was. <laughs> Buffy yep. was the goat. That's right. They're all there, and they're they're being very well taken care of. Buffy looks buff. 
Like, there's no other way to describe it. Like, more muscular than you remember that goat being. Yeah. We saw that in the papers. We know something's going on. <laughs> there was some experimentation going on that goat. Meanwhile, uh, Clubhead, you get down to the beach. Awesome. In pretty short order, you find it. And yeah, oh my goodness, uh, a big anthill was nearby, and they just cleaned the skeleton right up. So <laughs> you're able to find the the skull of Bunny DePain. Oh, perfect. It is cracked and broken because he, he did hit himself in the head with a shovel. That's how he ended himself there. But. Oh. I'll gather up all the, like, skull uh, bits, yeah. the shards of, of broken skull, and uh, put them into a, a sack. And... You know, maybe they yeah. can get some gold, some like liquid gold, and like mend the skull with that. Kind of like those, Hell yeah, dude. those like yeah, yeah. pottery. You know, you ever seen pottery that's been broken and been fixed? Yeah, that would be considered gilding, I think. Yeah, that looks super cool. Yeah, so you you down by the beach is usually where some of the merchants set up tents, and uh, although there is a giant rotting uh, corpse of a dragon turtle still in the bay, being devoured by all kinds of sharks and crabs and who knows what. Uh, there are still some merchants in some tents down by the shoreline. Wow, diehards. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I'll stop by there um, and uh, see if any of them are offering services, like gilding the skull. Well, you see the guy who sold Silbeth the uh, holy water that wasn't holy uh, water. He's I trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you see a gnome that you haven't seen before. He's wearing uh, like a little blue robe. One of his hands is a metal hook. Ooh, okay. I'll walk up to the gnome. Hello, good sir. Ah, what are you? Me? I'm Clubhead. What are you? I'm Gary Goodridge. Nice to meet you, Gary Goodridge. Here, have a handshake. Ah, clang, clang. He pinches <laughs> your hand with his hook. <laughs> oh, cool, a hook hand. That's neat. Uh, I lost this in the Great War. Oh. I heard wars aren't very great. No, they're not. Must have been a very special one. It sucked. Oh. What can I what can I do for you? Um, well, I have this here skull in the sack, and I was hoping you could gild it. Maybe put it uh, back together using gold? How much are you looking to spend? Well, um uh Aaron, it had to be 300 gold, right? Yeah. I would like this skull to be infused with 300 gold pieces worth of gold. Ah, it's a lot of gold. Yes. I would charge you 100 gold for the expertise that I use to gild things like this. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. So uh, 400 gold, and do you have the skull? What is it, a wolf skull? Is it a rabbit skull? It is a bunny skull. Oh, a bunny rabbit skull. Oh, God, that's a human skull. <laughs> that's a human skull. Yes, this is my friend Bunny. Uh, this is his skull. He died. Oh, and, um, oh geez. Yeah, we want to, you know, uh, remember him forever with his skull. Uh, I don't suppose there's any log. You didn't kill him, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. Whew. Yeah, there's no law against this. And I owe Alain Coltan a bunch of money. So, uh, yeah, I need, I need the work. So, yep. Fork over the dough, and I'll get your skull gilded up for you. Oh, perfect. Yeah, um, here's a, a diamond with 1,000 gold pieces. Wow. Do you happen to have any other diamonds? I do. You know, Look at this. And he pulls out a little wooden box. I have three diamonds worth 300 gold apiece and one diamond worth 100 gold. That's all I have left. Oh, wow. Um, 
Did Wendell give me any money? Yeah, I gave you uh, 508 gold, which is all I've got. Oh, excellent. I will take all of those diamonds in exchange for my diamond. And here you go, 400 gold wow. pieces. Okay, well, there you go. Look at that. I eating steak tonight. <laughs> hey, how long will this take? Uh, about two hours. Perfect. See you in two hours, Gary. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be perfect, but you know that's. I'm the best game in town. <laughs> oh, it better be perfect, otherwise I'm going to take your skull for my next project. You can Cal Drogo him. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right, I'll do my best. All right, ciao. Meanwhile, I want Wendell to roll a D4. Or Aaron can do it for Wendell, if you like. I rolled it. It's me. Wendell. Wendell, <laughs> the rod currently has three charges in it. And you realize if Calicroak Jack would have used the last charge in the rod, it could have easily been destroyed. Wow. He, he had one charge left. What an idiot. So now it has three charges. So you can't cast Resurrection, but you can use two charges without risking it being wow. destroyed. He would have died anyway. I don't feel guilty. <laughs> have another muffin, Wendell. Oh, thank you. Do I get some temporary hit points? No, it's just a blueberry. Oh. Oh, your muffins are not the same anymore. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been getting much sleep because of... Uh, oh, the earthquakes? Jed's snoring. No, Jed snores because he's... That's even worse. Yeah, he snores like... It's like a, a wildebeest. It's a Jedquake. I'll see if I can learn a spell that will help him breathe better. Maybe there's something called, like, CPAP. <laughs> yeah, constant positive air pressure, something like that. Yeah, I'll uh, look through my spell book next chance I get. Yeah, you do that. I'm going to go juice some plums. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bunny approaches the Gilded Cane, and the Gilded Cane is actually pretty busy this morning. <laughs> Probably because nobody can get a room at the Hillside Inn. So uh, you walk in the front door at the Gilded Cane, and Zark Coppertop sees you. You, Zark, my man! Long time no see! Have you come back to beg me for your wrestling gym? I didn't come to beg. You're a businessman, like when we first started. I've come to offer you an even better proposition than previous, my friend. Who? Oh, indeed. It's one thing to have the world's preeminent wrestler at your gym, at your building, but now you have the heroes of Merchant Harbor. And I come bearing the good news of Paracone. Have you heard about Paracone? Paracone, I'm afraid I have not heard about Paracone, but you are correct. I have heard that you all were the heroes of Merchant Harbor. I know when I'm in the presence of greatness, as I am also uh, very great myself, so... Oh, the absolute greatest. I've never met a goblin who dresses as... Not just a goblin, anybody. No one can out out dress Zark. I tell all my friends, Axe Clubhead, he'll tell you, I say it all the time. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he just came with, back with the skull just to <laughs> agree with me. That's real homie shit. <laughs> we need to rethink our deal. First off, Paracone, I'm surprised you haven't heard of him. You are men, a goblin who I take as being cultured. I mean, well informed. Paracone is a deity for entertainers. He's a deity for winners. Zark, are you a winner? I am, uh, yes, I am a winner. Yes. Of course you are. Look, you took us in when you didn't know we were gonna be future heroes. So here's what I'm saying. If we could just 
we're not gonna mess up. There's no one's gonna cook in your place except your people again. And that's rule number one. We're just no more cooking uh, for Sylvette's mother-in-law. That was a bad idea. But if we could just start a shrine to Paracon, I can guarantee you your riches will double and continue to increase. Because i he's my deity, actually. I'm his first literal patron. Which means you being a patron of me, since I'm giving you money, doesn't that mean you're also number one? Um, Don't you want to be number one, Zark? I'm not very good at math, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, with the earthquake this morning, I I do have to make some repairs. Uh, sure. We've had some uh, some structural damage, as it were. <laughs> yes. So how about this? I give him 50 gold. This is towards the repairs. I do need us to put up a little paracone shrine, though. Is that okay? Well... It won't be anything too auspicious. It won't be... I mean, it'll be big and gold and grand, but it won't be anything crazy. We got a deal. Well, I don't like street preaching taking place inside of my very fancy establishment. The fanciest! You're not going to yell at people, are you? <laughs> no, I mean, well, I, my voice is naturally loud, so everything I say kind of sounds like I'm yelling, but no, I'll talk in my regular inside-outside voice. Okay. I'm not opposed to it, I suppose. Excellent. Other than that, I'm going to get going. I don't know if I'm going to run into Scout, so I just start heading back outside towards Wendell. All right. You do run into Scout just as you're walking out the uh, front door. About that same time, uh, Silbeth, you know, you would have finished giving Chubbs a scritchy, which sounds <laughs> way more provocative than it is. Uh, uh-huh. Wendell's examining his rod, and Silbeth is giving Chubbs a scritchy. There's, there's, there's platonic scritchies. What, what, are, what are we actually? Dandy after dark yeah. for sure. <laughs> the mayor comes up to you, uh, Bunny. Ah, there you are, Bunny DePayne. Um, c- congratulations and thank you for your uh, work, uh, I guess, down in the bay, in the harbor, saving us all from that nasty dragon turtle and those pirates. Ah, oh, no, you know what? It was the least I could do. The Whoop Whoop Troop is here from Merchant Harbor. Uh, you're looking a little stressed, though. What's going on? Well, I've just found out some some very terrifying information about Madame Schmoopy. Apparently, well, apparently you died and went to the afterlife and you met a god. Uh, Silbeth could not tell me. I remembered her name. Her name is <laughs> Silbeth. Uh, she told me that you met a god, a deity. That I did. Yes. What is that deity's name? The god of entertainment and pro wrestling, eventually. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was going to be Torm or something. <laughs> oh, listen, Torm this, Torm that. You don't want to get in leagues with these big guys. They won't value you. You got to give yourself an upstart like Paracone. He works directly with his patrons to get the best results. Also, he told me about Lara, and she is an asshole. And Schmoopy is working with Lara. You know, you know Lara? Yes. For all of these years, that woman has been been faking resurrections somehow uh, uh, running a scam Silbeth said a whole scam she's got my toe man oh. I only got 10 of those I mean I got them 10 again because when you die you d- don't worry about that the life process but anyways yeah so do you want to do something about it because we we don't trust her and not only do we not trust her those guys the dudes we grabbed they are we're in cahoots or they're terrified of her either way. Sounds like we're going to have to have a trial. Uh, we'll have to 
we'll have to have two trials, probably one for the Knoll Bros and one for Madame Schmoopy. Wait, who's the judge in this town? Uh, I'm the judge. I'm the mayor, so I'm the judge. That's how this works. How do you judge? You know what? I'm not going to get into the law process <laughs> on Crow Island. That's crazy talk. Just let me know when the trial is. I'd love to be a character witness. Yes, yes. I will definitely call on all of the Whoop Whoop troop to testify in the trial of of the uh, of the accused. Anyway, I know you stole that book from me. Like I told Silbeth. Hey! I, I, you can't deny it. She admitted it. Silbeth, what the heck? No, you did it. You're right. Uh, it's okay. okay. It's okay. My bad. I understand. You were just trying to figure out what, what's been going on here. We had an earthquake this morning. Uh, I need to arrange for another group of brave adventurers to travel into the mines. W would the Whoop Whoop Troop be interested in that? Um, I would have to speak to the Whoop Whoop Troop directly. You know, we're a four-headed unit, plus Muti and Jed and all those. But wait, it's been less than two weeks. You told us that it shouldn't happen this quickly. Do you think this has anything to do with, like, Schmoopy or the attack on the beach? Well, it, it could. I don't know what causes the earthquakes. I, I believed it was monsters, but, I mean, there was a giant monster, a dragon turtle, a zombie dragon turtle that attacked the beach. That could be related somehow, and Madame Schmoopy, of course, is lying to everyone now for decades. I have to study on this. But yes, please consider it. I I'll get back to you. Yes, thank you. And he hustles off toward his tower. Clubhead, you're able to get the Gilded Skull, and it looks fantastic. Woo! Oh, wow. I did I did it. I did good work. You're not going to kill me now, are you? <laughs> I, that was a joke, Gary. Of course I'm not going to kill you. Oh, uh, right. Great work. Thank great you. Great work. I'll make... Bye. Yep, bye. <laughs> so you guys all reconvene back at the Hillside Inn? Yes. Guys... I ran into uh, the mayor. Uh, first off, Silbeth, you told him we stole the book. What the heck? Well, it it seemed like he was on to us, and I thought, I'll just fess up. There's no reason to lie about it. That is true. Honesty is the best policy. So we want to go into the mines. He asks us if we'd be the heroes, but we are we strong enough? I mean, I, I'm, I'm plenty strong. I came back from the dead, but for real, for real, are we strong enough? Uh... Um, my thoughts are it still might be a little challenging for us. Yes, I can't believe that we're even considering that idea. It seems far too difficult. I think we need to go find out what's going on at that tower that the necromancer is still doing stuff at. We need to know what's going on there before we go in, down into the yeah. underground, but we should probably do it sooner than later before these earthquakes get any worse. Do you have my gilded skull? I do, actually, in fact. Here, check it out, everybody. Big reveal time! I lifted the sack, uh, away from the skull. Golden bunny. Amazing. Oh, I've never looked better. <laughs> Is there a way I could do that and stay alive? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Gary works miracles. Here's your change. Thank you. Wendell. Thanks for taking care of this for me. Yeah, you're welcome. What, what are you going to do with this, by the way? I didn't even ask. I can bring forth undead by using this skull as a focus. Wow. Is that a good is that a good idea? Yes, very good idea. I can even I can make ghostly forms, putrid forms, skeletal forms. I mean, there's already been all kinds of problems with undead walking around town. Right, but these won't be these will be undead that that we're in charge of, that I'm in charge of. And these won't be problem ones. So you're going to fight fire with fire. Exactly. Hmm. Nice. I can't wait to summon a putrid undead. Well, um, we'll see. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it's 
not really my business. Yes, this is what I, I this is what I was created for in life. This is my purpose. Hmm. Well, that's your purpose to make undead. Yes, to ex experiment with life itself and determine how to extend life in any form. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Mm, no. I I would say no, that's not cool. Well, maybe you just don't know what's cool. You gotta support your friend's dreams, Silbeth. He's a wombat with a vision. And a short lifespan. All I'm gonna say is leave my body alone if I die. Well, you don't want me to encase it in gold or anything? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Actually. You say so. If you did die, Silbeth, would you like me to bring you back to life like... You know, not as an undead, but as yourself? Hmm, I guess it depends on when I die. I'm talking about in the very, very near future. Well, yes, there's there's too much business left undone. I would definitely want to come back if I die soon. Wait, what do you know, Clubhead? You can just bring, you can bring people back? Why didn't you bring money back? Well, I can only do it if um, somebody's died very recently and I just happen to be right there. And that's what these diamonds are for. I hold up uh, my 300 gold diamonds. You see, I can uh, crush these diamonds and use the magic contained within to use some of my spores to bring people back to life. And they'll be fully alive. What if someone dies of old age? Then they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this is useless to me. Yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, we have to make a big decision here. Do we go to the tower? Or do we go to the mines? Keep in mind that you know from your trip to Kyle's farm that there is a very old, well-maintained road that runs from the town of Merchant Harbor all the way to the mines at the base of the Silver Mountains. That's all the way, all the way to the east. You only took that road to Kyle's. That's about a four-hour ride from town. But it runs all the way to the mines. That's about 65 miles or 100 kilometers. It takes you about a day and a half to ride from town. The wizard's tower is only a few miles south of the mines. So, you know, even with your mounts, uh, you guys would have a few options. You could travel about 40 miles in a day without exhausting your mounts. You could push them to exhaustion and get there in one day. But you could also stop at Kyle's farm and stay there. But then you'd have like a little bit more than a day's ride from the mine. Unless you push your mouse. So we're going to probably need to camp out in the wilderness on the way. Unless we want to risk uh, killing our mounts. I have no problem with that. You have no problem with killing our mounts? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't hang out. Your, your mind is getting twisted, I think. <laughs> well, my gout would be fine. I have read in the newspaper that my gout's doing quite well. Yeah, it's it's really beefed up. I, I, yes, thanks for mentioning that you noticed that. If you're going to get your mounts and then you're going to leave town, how are you going to get the zombie Calicroak Jack? Well, how far... Wait, now, how far is the tower? We haven't discussed going to the tower. Well, they're, it's very near to the mine. Yeah, it would be like maybe an hour south oh. ride uh, from the mine. Oh, okay. So we could go there first. Because that's probably the source of whatever's happening in the so anyway. Zombie uh, Jack is gonna have to come with us, otherwise he you're gonna lose control of him while we're gone. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need him anyway. I, mean. I bought 24 rations and two two-person tents. Uh, what about a cart? We borrowed that cart from Cart Girl. We're just borrowing it? Did she charge for that? She and Bunny had a conversation. Bunny had asked her to kill the zombie of him. And she she gave him a shovel, but she refused to. She's not really like, hey, please take my cart. She's like, I need this for my work. So no, 
so you gotta buy a cart. Hey, hey, so how much do you usually get paid uh, to run out your cart per day? Yeah, like a few silver to run errands with it, I guess. What if you paid me 15 gold? You could have the cart. Well, I was just gonna give you two gold. We'll bring this back in a- Come on, huh? I built this cart with my own hands. This is a 15 gold cart. Respectfully, this is not a 15 gold cart. I'll give you 10. <laughs> and you can build another one with all that gold money you're getting. Oh, man, you gotta tell her that we're the freaking heroes of the world here. What? Are we not the whoop whoop troop? Whoop whoop? <laughs> give me a persuasion check. 18! Okay, you got a deal. You got a deal. 11 gold. But I am gonna tell people how cheap you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cheap! Do you see where I pay rent? Zark, I spent way too much money. I'm gonna slip her five gold when no one's looking. <laughs> oh, she winks at you. She grabs your hand and she squeezes your hand and she says, "You're my favorite. You deserve it, honey." So we we throw Zombie Jack in the cart along with like a tent. And are you you're just riding for a full day? You're going past Kyle's farm, or are you gonna stop? Oh, we might want to talk to the Minotaur. Yeah, we could stop by and get some pie. It yeah, could be like a little yeah. rest stop. And then we don't push our mounts. You know? and, yeah, no, just a pit stop. So you get your mounts. Which uh, horse is pulling the cart? Or is the goat pulling the cart? Yeah, does the goat seem like it would be capable of, uh, you know, is it, does it seem stronger now than the other animals? Uh, maybe not stronger than the horses, but as strong as, yes. Well, I say we, uh, you know, switch it off a little bit here and there just to keep everybody fresh. I'm sorry. Chubbs is not going to pull a cart full of a zombie. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, has Chubbs told you this? No, but I'm, I'm... Well, then why are you deciding? Shouldn't Chubbs make the decision? Because I'm telling you. Well, I want Chubbs to tell me. <laughs> well, why don't you cast Speak with Animals then? Uh, I don't know how to do that. Wait, let's check and make sure. <laughs> <laughs> You've had it the whole time. <laughs> no, I, I don't. This seems like kind of a tense thing. Uh, is Silbeth getting upset? <laughs> oh, uh, she's she's start she's starting to get a little upset. Yes. Well, you'd be at one because you took a long rest. Taking a motion. All right, I'm at two. So go ahead and roll it. Fireball. Okay. <laughs> All right. Four. Okay. All right. All right. I, I can see that you're getting a little upset, uh, Silbeth. Just relax. It's fine. The other animals are more than capable. And that is episode 45 of The Valley of Green Gold. If you enjoy listening to us play D&D, you should try watching us play Dungeons & Dragons. We are starting our brand new monthly live stream adventure on Tuesday, January 30th. And our buddy Nick from Five Entertainment is our amazing DM for this adventure. All of us have new characters. I understand it's going to be a little bit spooky, which means maybe Barovia. Uh, thank you very much to all of our Patreon supporters for making the Valley of Green Gold and our rated RPG live stream adventures happen. JC, Antarctic Pip, and Danny Bell, thank you very much. Many thanks to the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade tier. Members in good standing include H.D. Burke, John W. Mangrum, and Random.Guy. All hail the GPB. And if you would like to uh, support us in Patreon, yes, please do. Go to Rated RPG Podcast. Dot com to find out more about it and to do it. And now that Wendell has attuned to the rod of the undying and Clubhead has prepared Revivify, we might actually be able to start, you know, clearing out some of these overflowing buckets of friends. Unfortunately, as fast as we resurrect them, they keep filling up. In fact, 
Uh, Jason P. New and Igor Vakic had gone on a lovely skiing trip together to the fresh powder of Silver Mountain, and they were having a really great time until this morning's earthquake caused an avalanche and buried both of them. Uh, you know, that didn't kill them, though. Just as they were drawing their last breaths buried under the ice and snow, they were freed by a Yeti, which killed them and ate most of them. Uh, but at least the pieces that remain are on ice until we can get it all sorted out. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.